Praise God. Feels like a Wednesday. All right. Hallelujah. Okay. I'm going to get into, we're going to do the uh, uh, offering and everything at the end, because I feel there's an atmosphere here. I'm going to change up from this morning. I am going to share the dream, but I've just been on the phone to Adam, and um, it's just given me some more detail, and we will pray for people later, which is really, really good. Um, okay, so, yeah, we'll do admin at the end. That'd be great if that's possible. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We just thank you for moving in this place. And I just thank you, Lord, for uh, where two or more gathered together in the name of Jesus, you're here in the midst, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the worship today. We thank you for the atmosphere of heaven. Lord, your good and your mercies endure forever. Hallelujah. Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So I um, we've been talking about the invisible world, but we've been talking about like topography or, or dimensions and we've been today we were well this morning we we're talking about uh, time and, and it's very important to make sure what we find is that you know it's a really really good time in this season for the church to grow up I think and in the prophetic because what tends to happen is we create an either or and we have to be so secure in the meta-narrative or the fact that, that Jesus is one. We, we have to be so secure and feed on that and believe what it says in Colossians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, that he openly triumphed. He, he, he triumphed over the enemy and made an open spectacle. So in the invisible world, Jesus actually is enthroned way above all principality, power, might, and dominion. It's not even close. And then he said, go out into all the world, and he said, what I find interesting is that what we tend to do is I don't think we understand the Hebraic mindset where, who's, who's, ever, had a, who's ever had a dream about themselves, but they were watching themselves? You're like, you're outside like this. And so Jesus goes, he goes, all right, all authority in the multiverse, all authority in the universe, the multiverse, and every dimension has been given to me. You ready? And you're like, yeah. And he goes, so you go. And what happens is that he fuses us into the picture. But we still step back and want him to do everything. So he does the, he does the, the, the heavy lifting, uh, obviously, because it's his authority. It's, you could say it's the power of attorney. But he wants us to, to, to actually manifest sonship on the earth. So... It's a good time for, for the church to, to lay a hold of that and not sort of like one minute we're going to do it for God and next minute sort of like, Jesus, you're going to just rescue us. We've actually got to grow up. So we're talking about uh, uh, the meta-narrative. And so we'd be shocked. Uh, um, I had a good conversation with someone from interstate uh, um, during the week. Now, who, who's ever heard of Joshua Mills? Yeah, okay. So Joshua Mills is a very good ministry. Um, I mean, the first time I saw Joshua Mills is I was on the Gold Coast, and it was 2008, a long time ago. And uh, uh, I remember I went on my own, and uh, between sessions I would I'd, uh, um, go back to my hotel room and seek the Lord. But I remember sitting there, and I would have been... Um, maybe 15 meters from the front row. So I was back a bit, and I'm watching him like this. Now, I hear that, the, I've seen it on, on YouTube that he gets covered in gold dust. 
So I'm sort of like, I'm worshipping like this. And I remember, you know, I, I had my eye on Jesus anyway. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, you know, you know, keeping your eye upon Jesus, the author and perfect of your faith. And I remember looking at him and, and, and he was like playing something on stage like this. And I remember right in front of me, I'm going, he's glistening. He's covered in gold dust. How did that happen? I didn't even see it happen. Like, it happened in front of me, but I just didn't. It's like, it went, Shoo-shoo. and so, and he did minister at our church. He did minister at our church. And uh, um, it, was, it was at the back end of a bit of a disastrous conference. And um, he was one of the keynotes, probably the keynote. And it was a, it was a pretty full-on conference where it was, there was a massive, 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 massive emphasis on money. And they did a tour of Australia. It wasn't anything to do with Joshua. He just would go and seek God in his, his hotel room. But the other people that organized it. And people were going, when's Joshua going to minister? So it was the last night. And I was sort of like, you know, if I was a nail biter, I would have been biting my nails. And Joshua comes out. He starts ministering. And then supernatural oil starts flowing out of his hands and feet. Was anyone here from that meeting? Oh, wow. Okay. Praise God. And so... So this, this, this oil was coming out of his hands and feet, and he goes, I've got to take my shoes off. His feet, his, his, his socks were saturated in oil, saturated in oil. And so we ended up getting a cloth. I don't know where we probably pinched it from the, it was a throw cloth. Okay. So he's like, quick, 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 walking on this fingerprint, uh, fingerprints, foot, 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 footprints. He's doing a handstand. It's a pretty powerful time. It was laying, laying feet on everyone. So, but it was full on. And so, but what was crazy is this oil smelled like rose, like pure rose. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, you do get people coming back from Israel and they, they have anointing oil and it smells so cheap, right? But you can, you can tell. But this was crazy. And so he ended up, you know, praying for people and getting thrown rose, you know, whole rose, getting slain in the spirit. And uh, he would see these sort of signs regularly. So I was talking to someone during the week who travels with him. And uh, they said, how did you get to that level? Did you do tons of fasting? Did you uh, uh, seek God like crazy? You were meditating the word? And he said, do you know what I did? He goes, I started stepping out. I started stepping out. And God wants us to step out in the prophetic like never before. Because what happens is we get stuff and we hold on to it and, and, and it's no good unless it's released because we're going to pray for people later around that. I know that, you know, obviously we've got the highest concentration of ascension gifts in, in, the, in, the, in the world in this church here from Wednesday night, but, uh, but no, you guys are all in. Um, and so, so, but there's something about, about the prophetic that God's speaking to me about because I was just speaking to Adam out the back there because the, the encounter I had was... Very confronting. I, f- I felt like I was I witnessed a, a trauma scene, <laughs> and that's why I couldn't get back to sleep. But I definitely caught up in the break. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so, okay. So, firstly, it's important that we are very much founded in the meta narrative, and we're not tossed to and fro by wars and rumors of wars and every trickery or every fad or anything like that. 
But I do believe the dream shows that, that we are meant to, as a house, step out more in the prophetic. Because what happens is that uh, when you speak something out, God actually starts to suffer. In this, in this instance, I'll share a little bit more on the front end of the dream. But I, I'll tell you one encounter I had uh, um, when I was, um, gosh, I would have to be over 10 years now, 10 years ago. So, uh, uh, um, and then what I'll do is I'll, I'll actually get into the dream itself and I'm going to cut some stuff out and just add some stuff in because I want it to be different from this morning. Okay, so about 10 years ago, maybe a bit longer, I don't know. Uh, I was had an encounter where I was, I wasn't in heaven, but I was way above the earth, and the backdrop was black out of space with stars. So that's still pretty cool. Uh, and what happened was, and I like telling the whole context of it so people get it. See, especially for, for the students, it's the inner world. The inner world is everything. God is intricately interested in your motivation for things and what he does want is you to be so inspired and in love with him that it's actually what you do in fact your whole life is worship to him Um, you could be really gifted and have a ministry but you get more excited about your ministry and people loving your ministry than the Lord so we have to really caution ourselves about that so this is obviously at least a decade ago and I was in outer space. I knew the earth was below me, but I wasn't looking at it. And I just looked across and I saw my wife uh, in the air. I couldn't see. She wasn't standing on anything. She was just standing there. And I, I'm going to, I'll state the, the obvious in a second, but she was sitting in, she was standing in front of a huge light being. And the light being was, was like sitting down. The way I do it, you know, like for those who've ever played footy, you, have, you get your, your your team photos, and you sit there, and you've got your hands like this. And so I could see this, this light being that was probably, uh, I would say, maybe 10, 12 foot sitting down. But I couldn't see. It's like the, the, what they were sitting on where it was invisible, but it was clearly a throne. So Rachel was in front of this light being, and she received something that was very, very out of this world. It was about yay high. And I, I didn't know what it was. I don't know if it was a reward or a mandate or a man, I don't know. But it was like... And Rachel really wasn't serving in ministry like she is now. And I was sort of like, you know, good on you, darling. <laughs> you know, my best uh, 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 um, Auss- Aussie cosmic way. And um, next thing, next thing, I'm in front of this light being, and it's the Lord. And I'm sort of like, you know, look what my wife got. And I'm, 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 I'm ready to feel the love. And what happened was, I'm standing in front of him, and, uh, and he's nothing, he's quiet. Now, when God's quiet, <laughs> especially when you're sort of expecting commendation, uh, I'm like this. And it was, it, uh, look, time in the spirit's really hard to gauge. It wasn't sort of like crazy, long, awkward silence type deal, but it was long enough, because I'm in the spirit, is, it, is in, the, in regards to the, the realm of the spirit, you can just, you can lean into a thought that's even an action and it's communicated or, or, or done. It's, it's, it's just, it is a completely different world. And what I did is I'm going, how come God's Lord's a bit quiet on me type thing? That, was, that could have been in a nanosecond. It could have been five seconds. I was able to instantly just look inside myself to see what was in here. And I saw pride, 
arrogance and unbelief, you know, the, the absolute ultimate trifecta. And, and like, as soon as I did that, now it wasn't him telling me, it was me, it was me seeing it in, in, in front of the light of the world. In God is light, like in front of the light of the universe. And I remember doing this. I remember looking inside of me and I just went, oh, like that. It was, it was like, oh, like this. The second I did that, the most intense war of love just come out of the Lord. Like we're, we're talking, like you're just, you're just overwhelmed. So the, why he did it, why he did it that way, the way he did it. But it was, I, I saw really what was going on in here. And I was actually quite, to be honest, I was quite surprised, but... Hey, you know, sort of like, just keep seeking the Lord and keep being, uh, uh, you can't change yourself. You can change how you think and you can consecrate yourself, but don't get all hung up. I'm going to be more holy. No, you actually got to yield more to the Lord. He's the one that changes. Now, then right after that, this is what he said to me. Todd, I want, now that we're good. Um, (laughs) He said, I want to show you the prophetic. He just said it like that. And I started to see scenes in the air. They're like paintings in an art gallery, but they, they were moving. And the backdrop was the universe. And I, I could see, now, I, like just in my peripheral vision, I could see the earth down here. And I'm looking around, and then he started showing me things. I won't get into that per se, but he said this, Todd, what I show you here, speak down there. That's how, it's that simple. What he shows you here, speak down there. So the, what, what happens is, is that God shows us things, there's so many people so afraid to release what God's given them. Just give it and let people judge. It's that simple. Because I was thinking this morning, like, like, gosh, that was hot off the press. And it's like so many people going, oh, that's, that's really... God gives it to me because he knows I'm going to re- deliver it. And I just keep getting more because I, 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 I release that. So uh, we were talking this morning about the, the, the dream I had and that there is a time for everything under heaven so Ecclesiastes says uh, 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 everything under the sun, which is the time-space world. And in this uh, instance, and I'm not going to read it because I want it to be different from this morning, it's a time for everything under the sun. And right at the end, it's a time, uh, uh, um, it's a time of war and a time of peace. And there's 28 times of that. And I was sharing how, I mean, I, had to, I won't share this after, how funny the, the World War II effort of, of Benito Mussolini was and just went to the Winston Churchill uh, the war rooms, really incredible time. Um, you know, like, like, you know, they got some amazing museums overseas. But when you are going to a museum that's like just pictures, medals, hats, details, but to be almost on the verge of tears for three hours, like, I felt like the Lord was walking through there with me just like we're looking at stuff and uh looking at a vision of winston churchill's funeral um you know he, he said he said i i think his, his statement was you know uh before just before he died about maybe a week before he died he said look i i feel it's my time and i'm ready for heaven but i'm not sure if heaven's ready for me and uh and then i remember because it was like because i went because uh, some people from church had already been and I was looking forward to it. I was, I was really surprised with how it hit me. How it hit me because it was like God was in the museum. And God was speaking to me through that just as a sign and a wonder. And if it wasn't for my son saying, Dad, we've got to go and Mum wants to have lunch. 
was more like, Mum, I want lunch. She nods, and then she goes and comes and says, Mum wants lunch, you know. With all the parents say amen, right. <laughs> Otherwise, probably would have been there a lot longer. And so there's something, something's going on in the spirit without losing the meta-narrative, but, but basically, oh yes, and I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this one in as well. Uh, so there... It says, I mean, I'm a good man because I believe in Jesus, all right? It says, not, not my goodness, it's his goodness. It says, a good man's steps are ordered to the Lord. So when we planned to go away, because we hadn't traveled for so long, the way that fell right next to the trip to the Amazon, I can see d- heaven's designs on it. And I was able to see a big chunk of Europe and then South America, but especially like in that, that whole place in the jungle, where we connected, like we, we, we had an amazing time. There were times where we went to, <laughs> we'd go out in the jungle and we'd just seen like these tarantulas like, who are like uh, very fast on trees and this other group just saw a poisonous snake. And then we're out in the middle of nowhere and Anna goes to the guide, why don't we just turn off of all of our sort of like miners' lights and just stand in the dark and wait. So we waited nearly half an hour in pitch black in the Amazon. You know what happened? All these angels turned up. It's one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen. It was, it was like, I'm not saying go out and rent Avatar, but we're seeing, we are, and these were not fireflies. What, what, we were seeing incredible lights appear all on these trees. Like We're talking like glow. When we went to uh, uh, New Zealand, we saw those glow worms in the cave. cave. We're talking like a thousand times crazy because the glow worms goes, yeah, there's one. Yeah, there's one. We were just like this. And I, because I, I was like, I was actually tired. So well, let's just wait. So I'm waiting with my eyes closed. And, 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 and Chris is like, tut, tut, tut. And she's in front of me like this. I mean, like, tut, tut. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> and then there's someone behind me. It's so moving. She's crying. So we just saw crazy. So I just sent Christina a reel this morning because we, we swam in the Amazon. And I just showed her a reel this morning of, People dipping a little bit of, of, of meat and coming up with piranhas all over it. So, but the Lord, the Lord directed that holiday for a number of reasons, and one of the things it was this is this is it's legit. So I went all through a, a big chunk of Europe, then I went into the Amazon. You know, I was I shared a room with a giant tarantula, uh, swam in the Amazon, all sorts of stuff. But what was really interesting is the greatest demonic oppression I felt was when I landed back in Sydney and I went to put my feet up in the, in the lounge. To, I, I was just like, I'm going, I mean, Christine had found some place in the corner, sort of like put all these chairs together like this. And I'm like, I just went into a coughing and a sneezing fit. I'm going, what is, what is going on here? It's crazy. And I'm not a, someone who attends, goes to town, right? But... Uh, um, I've got a scripture here, and we've got to make sure, we've got to make sure that we're in this category, uh, uh, obviously the, the first category. Let's do 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. 2 Corinthians 7, 10. Because I was in town yesterday, and this is what I could feel everywhere. Rachel's going, you're right. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> but I could feel so. It says, for godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted. But the sorrow of the world produces death. We've got to make sure that in this season is that any sorrow we feel is a godly sorrow 
whether it's uh, the Lord leading you to a higher level or inspiring you to change or whatever, it can't be stuff about your past. It can't be regrets about, I'm not good enough. That's worldly sorrow. That's not the Holy Ghost. See, it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance, but we have to be aware. I was just in the city, and I'm going, ugh, I can feel. And, and I just, 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 and, and so you, you've, got, you've got humanity. Let's just be up front. From, even from COVID, not even from COVID, we do, in our ministry, you see that so many people's issues are childhood issues of trauma. And it could be from, from abuse to neglect to, I don't know, whatever. But we've just come through a global traumatic event and people are still feeling it. They're still, you don't just shake it off. You sort of like, you can feel, you know, and people just don't like it. It's the most ridiculous political situation is they've deliberately induced trauma and, and, and it's produced worldly sorrow. We've got to make sure we are not in that category. And what I want to share with you in a moment is basically is there is a separation between Lot and Abraham is that people want to go where, where, you know, all that they think that glitters is gold, but God's calling us into his promise. That's, that's the difference. You go with the word of the Lord. And there's something about, uh, uh, about the prophetic that I want to share. So <clears throat> in the first part of the dream I had, so I woke up, I, I, I broke my, all my own rules. I generally don't seek the Lord after a certain time. Uh, because I'm just too, I just don't sleep. Uh, I don't, I mean, like, like some people go, I might do my best praying at night. <clears throat> Keep it up. But if, I, if I'm stimulated and I've been praying in tongues and I, I probably went right till maybe, I don't know, nine o'clock, something like that, you go, that's not that late. Yeah, well, and I went to sleep, but at 3 a.m. I had very, very full-on encounter. And the encounter was, was, was visceral, it was real. And when you're in the spirit, you don't just witness something, you feel everything. You can feel, if something happens, like if two objects collide like that, you can feel shockwave come out of it and it communicates to you. So that's where I was at. So the first part was I was, I was with a professional basketball team. And, uh, and, I, and it could have been the Boston Celtics, to be honest, because they're the team I follow. But I, I, I haven't hardly watched any basketball for ages. Um, and they're all very, very tall obviously, and, um, and what happened in this basketball, it, it was practice, it wasn't a game. What you've got, and this is an important part of the dream that I've just been discussing out the back there, is that I, I'm going to these guys, here I am, don't play basketball, I'm going, I'm going to show you one of my moves, you know, like sort of, uh, you know, it's a bit like one of my kids telling me how to pay off a mortgage, you know, um, show me, yep, that'd be good. Um, so anyway, so I did a fake, so someone did this, and then I did a bounce pass to someone in the key, and so they could, they could score a bucket. And then the whole scene changed to a rodeo. Now, the first thing is this. I believe the first part of the dream is God is training us as a house to deliver the prophetic word of the Lord. I really, really believe that. Were they angels? Were they cloud of witnesses? Were they spiritual giants? I don't know, but it was practice. It wasn't a game. Because a game's about to start. And so, so I, I, a ball can mean a number of things, but it was in this case, I believe it was, it was actually, see, the prophetic doesn't do it. The prophetic sets things up. 
So, so, so the prophets hear the word of the Lord and then people go and do it. They're, see, it's not like just people just prophesy uh, uh, and, and it just happens and it can happen. But any, any ascension gift is actually to train other people to do it. So that's what the first part of the dream was. It was very much highlighted to me. And, uh, uh, um, but it, it, it seemed incongruent. The whole scene changed like I'm, I need a break. I actually need to, uh, you know, take a break from this basketball practice, which is so strange. But I went to a rodeo. And in the rodeo, it was like the people came to see the bull. The bull was like giant. It was probably at its shoulders, it was about that high. And it was massive. And it had giant horns. But the end of the horns were cut off. So it wasn't sharp on the end. It was, it was flat. Now... What I haven't worked out, so we could do a collaborative, we could do a collaborative dream interpretation. <laughs> but there's some detail. I still won't go into all the detail like I did this morning with my wife, because you know she's here and we don't want her traumatized. Uh, or you. Um, but I'll, I'll share a bit more detail than I did this morning. So what I'm now at this this rodeo, and I'm watching this guy get on this massive ball, and he's doing all of this, and didn't it, it, the ball didn't go far, went up and back, and then it sort of went back to the gate, and the guy just sort of flipped off, flopped off of the back and just jumped on the, ga- on the gate and got out of there. And I'm going, oh, okay. And, but it wasn't very long. The second guy that got on there, whole other deal. This bull is going crazy and throws him off, but then starts to attack the man. And I'm watching in horror because I'm just like, because I'm in the spirit. Now, in the spirit, everything's more intense. Everything's more intense. This is why God calls people to wake up from slumber. Because hell and torment is way worse than anything you could go through on the earth. Heaven is way more amazing and ecstatic and joyful and brilliant than anything we could experience on the earth. We can access heavenly dimensions now in Christ, right? But I'm talking like full glorified bodies, okay? So I'm watching this scene unfold, and what basically happened is that this, this bull was so persistent, it wanted to take this guy out, and this guy was traumatized, and I'm watching it. And then it actually, there was, there was, there was a second bull on the side of this ring, so it was a rodeo ring, if that's what you call it, uh, arena. And this other bull was standing there, a lot smaller, and this guy was hiding under the bull to get, a, the second bull to get away from the first one. And this first one's going crazy. So imagine if you are hiding from an animal under the fallen log of a tree, but it's trying to still get underneath. It was like this with this, this bull trying to reach underneath the bull. So there's someone who's actually first ridden the bull successfully, got off real quick, and there's a second bull in the dream. That second bull was traumatized. So there was trauma on this one and the, the guy. So I'm putting that out there. I don't have a complete answer for that yet because there's a uh, you know, I, there's, we, this is a mature group of people, so I'd be very interested in people, people's take on it later. But I, as I'm watching this, 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 this bull going after this guy, it was so persistent, it was demon-possessed. It was a demon, actually. Now, this is where, again, for those who heard this morning, I can see the name of it. It's the most, for such, a, for such an amazing-looking creature, it had the weirdest name I've ever heard. And... Uh, hang on, I just I want to get it right because you could really trip over your tongue saying this one. It, this this massive bull was called the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. Yeah, from Company B. Yeah, so the 
and, I, I like, and so it's such a stupid name compared to such a beast. It just it was very, very weird. Then I woke up, Rachel uh, uh, was talking to me about a dream she had, and I went, oh. And I, I couldn't quite remember the name. And I think I looked it up in, on the net, and I, I'm looking at my history, and it's not there. So I'm sort of like, how do I? And then I could see it written in front of me in the air, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Like, it, I mean, just these are all little keys. You could just go into your memory and just, just look with more intent. But the, the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. So Boogie Woogie is a style of blues. And that came about in the 20s. Later 20s, but in the 20s, albeit. And what you have is that uh, that's when the Great Depression happened. And so uh, you've got the, this, this, this whole stuff, Boogie Woogie, all right? And, uh, but then what happened is the song... So the, so the war started in 1939, but in 1941, in 1941, this was really, this is really blessing me. All right. So, because the other night sounded like, I don't know what it sounded like. It was weird. So, what was that? Yeah. So, so in, in 1941, in the spring of 1941, they released that whole... Who remembers that song, uh, The Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy and Company B? Who remembers that? <laughs> Very famous song. Rachel tells me it's about someone who got... got uh, uh, we're not, don't start singing it. we got to go home or something. The Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy and Company B. Right? And so people go, it's too late, it's stuck in my head now. Anyway, that was released in spring. A few months later was Japan's attack on Pearl Harbor. So just chatting with Adam out the back before, he said it feels like there's going to be some, some economic depression and then followed by maybe some sort of conflict. He said, and I'm just, because I'm like, I'd rather not. But what you have is this, is the first part of the dream was a practice run and there were, then you have the second part of the dream. I want to, uh, 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 who, who consistently has prophetic unction or a dream come just put your hand up just just prophetic i'm going to pray for boldness for you guys legit i I really do because because when jesus said to me todd whatever i show you here speak down there it actually just has to be spoken out it just has to be spoken out let god do the fulfilling You, you just have to say i mean do you know what a goose i felt like saying the name of that bull this morning like 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 this on on the net now and it's like, really, I don't get to decide. I had to, I had to maybe, not season it, but I couldn't just be a bull at a gate. Um, I had to, but I, I, I don't get to decide what I prophesy. I don't get to decide. I, I, I have to, I'm answerable to someone else. And this is what I, I, I believe God is, I believe the first part of the dream represents us. Okay, me being in the dream represents us. And there has to be a, a level of boldness and, and if I thought that, that, that I was what, it was up there in the top 5% of all supernatural things I've ever seen, because it was just so like this. So what I think that before we pray for you guys, um, there's, there is a lot of stuff going down in the world. I talked about uh, uh, geoengineering. It's, it's, it's declassified information now. You know, isn't it funny how, how people comprehend things? 
Did you know that in the 1970s, there's a thing called the church committee? <coughs> and the church committee, they did a, a Senate inquiry in America, and the discovery was this, that the CIA are in every part of media in America. They influence the editor, what stories run and what stories don't run, and even fabricate stories. This is in the 70s. Do you think they would have rescinded that overreach? We're talking the misinformation, the gaslighting and everything. That's so, much, so crazy. We, um, uh, uh, Rachel and I decided to watch, we did, we did something we haven't done for absolutely years and we put on the Ashes Cricket. And we, we did and it was like it was really strange and then we watched a bit of the tennis. It wasn't the Ashes, it wasn't the tennis, it was the TV commercials. It was the TV commercials. Right, and hang on, I'm just seeing who's here. Right, yeah, cool. All right, good, okay. <laughs> so people have been watching free-to-wear for years. And I'm watching some going, have people become this retarded? That's a legit word. So I'm going to give you the definition of retarded. So when you play Australian rules football and you get holding the ball and they're bouncing the ball... They actually, you can't slow a player down by holding them. You retard them. All right? That's what it means. And I'm like going, have people plummeted to this level? I'm looking at this. I'm looking at versions of the block, which has gone retro. This is an ad. And, what, you know, and, and who knows from bachelorette to whatever, married at first, fright. Or I don't, look, look. It, it, it's like I'm watching this. And the frequency is so low. I just can't, like, it was, it was, it was the, the ads that did my head in. It wasn't the sport, you know, bat and ball, Headingley, Wimbledon, tennis racket. So what? It was just the culture I had seen just going. So there is a worldly sorrow where people are trying to escape through natural means. But that worldly sorrow produces death. And for anyone who's cared to uh, uh, do research is, is in a, places like Australia, the average, the, the average death rate uh, in the last couple of years has increased by close to 20%. It's that full on. And so people don't want to, I don't want it like this, and, and it's disassociation. And that's, that's, that's a, a worldly sorrow. <laughs> kids. Um, I, was, I was scanning the room for kids. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh dear, people have, someone asked me why I was scanning the room before. If I, if I don't put these on, I'm actually not sure who's here. So it could have been Anthony Albanese. Um, so, so uh, uh, but going to town, yes, I could feel that like people got to disassociate through entertainment and all these different things. So we've been talking about about not going down that road, but actually heavenly places. And this is something that that I'm just going to, I have been, and will continue to cultivate. Heaven's real. You're there. You're there in Christ. But some of you guys are getting beaten up. You're getting bullied by demons. But you're actually in Christ. You've got to get established. That looks like something. You know, uh, 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 this is not dead works, but if you're going through a hard, if, if you're walking through hell, the Lord says, keep walking. Because you've just got to, you've got to put those disciplines in to spend with them. Give him something to work with. Because what you have is you are a multidimensional being, right? I've li- read some teaching lately. Is that Amit? Uh, <laughs> okay. 
Adam was in the image of God, but he fell. And so we go, oh, we're in the image of God. No, we're the shadow of God. We're the shadow of God. And we should be the image. But what happens is Christ restores you to the image of God, where you do get supernatural intel, where you get energized, where you, you it's, it's, it's honestly, as we were been saying, the dimension is real. Oh, yeah, and I don't know if I, sh- I, sh- I might have shared this on a Tuesday night. Uh, I definitely shared it with the uh, um, interns, but my son was uh, at the dentist getting a checkup, and I'm sitting in the chair, uh, in a chair, not he's sitting in the chair, I'm sitting in a chair, and I heard, I knew it was an angel, and he said to me, if you just knew the advantages of living here, that you have over everything, you know, if you live from heavenly places, and God speaks to you, and he does, you, you, you are, you've got inside running. You know what's happening. This is huge. You know? It's like, don't just think that, that, that you, you, you start having these celestial visions. Let me give you, give you a heads up. Um, I heard Bob Jones. Who remembers Bob Jones? I remember Bob Jones said, he's, I was on one of my, it's on iTunes. He talks, when you start to break through into the realms of heaven, you start hearing living sounds. You start hearing living sounds. And what happens, I like to say, you just like, you sing in, you sing him who sits on the throne and angels, like, you, that's all there. But you start tapping into a frequency that feels like someone's always got the radio on. But it's the Lord. That's a cool way to put it. You actually start hearing things and you're going, Did, huh, what? And then you know when it's the Lord, when it's way smarter than anything you could come up with. I get that. I get that a bit. And you know what's, what's even more profound than that is when God says something that is smarter than anything you could think of, but simpler than anything you could think of. It's like it's profound. So you start to tune in. I heard that if you just knew the advantage of living from here. This is why we want to train up a whole bunch of kids. We can say, we're going to be mighty. That's fine. But if you don't deal with the kid issue first, and the kid issue is this, unless you become like a child, we're thinking, we're, you know, uh, if you think you're too cool for school and you've got this, you know, I'm the ministry and I've got this sort of like spiritual femininity, masculinity, I've got to, I bring all this to the table. He goes, no, 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 can we just leave that? He said, become like a child again. And then I will, I will back you up with every nuke, every, every uh, 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 intercontinental ballistic spiritual missile, impenetrable armor, uh, buster bunkers, and you're just a kid sort of like just enjoying the Lord. That's how warfare works. You've got to be, you've got to be like a child again. Because when we get bitter, offended, disappointed, the childlike nature falls by the wayside and we become jaded, and then God has to deal with that before we can be used. This is, this is above all else, guard your heart. For out of it flows the issues of life. So, so we will pray for people regarding that boldness to release and let people test it. I didn't just like have the, the, the encounter this morning and go, right, I'm going to share it. I had to look at it going, am I meant to? Yeah, yep. And had to, to break that down. But the advantage of living from heavenly places. And we're talking, if we could, if we could put up Psalm 91, I've got it up there on the notes. <coughs> I mean, this is huge. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. So that's where we're meant to live. That's your address. 
That's your address. Isn't it funny that God says you're there? And according to Ephesians, that you've been raised up and seated in heavenly places. That's what Jesus says through the Apostle Paul. So let God be true and every man a liar. So if you're not in... Let me, now, I understand you've got people who have lived double lives and have affairs and all that sort of stuff. That's, you know, they're living a lie type thing. Well, living a lie is living a life that doesn't have this. Because that's where God says you are. So by faith, when you engage it, Every time you read the word, every time you meditate, every time, um, as I said to you, like the, the most powerful worship you'll ever have is when you least feel like doing it, right? And you just sort of like, you know, exalt the Lord our God, that sort of thing, right? But this is where you are. It's not you're going to attain to it. Your faith action cooperates with the Lord who's more than eager that he watches over his word to perform it. He's not slack concerning his promises. He's just sort of like he's, he's waiting for us to take these baby steps. You know, that, that, that I just represented what a great ministry looks like. Most people sitting down there in the sand pit playing with their own snot. Seriously. It's like Peter walking out on the water. It's just sort of like... We'll just compare ourselves with the angelic and the, the creatures and stuff like that. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. You, you, every faith act you do, every thought, every, you start to activate what is. Then it says abide, which is similar to re- remain, under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust, in him I will trust. Surely, which is, that's a, that's a positive imperative. That's like a surely. That's not sort of like, that's the opposite to maybe. Possibly. Hope you don't get. Hope you don't need deliverance on one of the Lord's days off. You know, surely He shall deliver you and from the snare of the fowler. Now, the enemy, the the fowler is to set traps for birds, right? It would have had like something, uh, grain or something like that. And the enemy sets traps for people. You know, one of the we're real captain obvious ones are relationships. People get into bad relationships, and the enemy sets it up. And we can speak into that and go, don't, stop, come back. But <laughs> we can do that. <coughs> there we go. Uh, but what happens is that you can get caught in something that was your doing. But he'll still release you from that. Because you've got to say, I'm a, this, this thing that happened to me, I'm a victim. And oh, like this. And you go, I repent, Lord, you know, forgive me, whatever that looks like. Now people go, well, this is my fault. God will deliver you from things that are your fault. Amen. So surely he'll deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the, the really, really perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His, his truth shall be your shield and buckler. So front and center, shield of faith, belt of truth. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that flies by day. Nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness. Now pestilence doesn't walk, so clearly it's a demon here. Nor of the destructions. I mean, that bull was destruction. No, you don't have to be afraid of it. See, see, this stuff about, and, and I'm digging so deep into it. This, the, the, the Bible has so many references to heaven without saying the word heaven. You know, part of heaven is Psalm 23. 
The Lord is my shepherd. Not, I shall not be in want for anything. He, he, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. He leads me by still waters. He restores my soul. There are dimensions in the realm of the spirit where God specifically has set aside for you to be restored. You can go on a holiday to Bali and come back exhausted. I've started that movie. You could spend time in his presence and only he can restore your soul. That's a heavenly dimension. All through scripture. Joshua, Satan is, Satan is coming after you. He's accusing you. He's opposing you. And the Lord is rebuking him for his sake. He says, take the filthy gowns off of Joshua, the high priest, and the turban and replace it with a brand new one. And then God says this. You probably got caught in the snare of the fowler, Joshua. However, if you keep my ways, I will cause you to walk among these and judge my house. So there are dimensions of counsel in the heavenly realms. So you've got to understand heaven's language to recognize heavenly realities. I've been chatting to Lawrence. Uh, he's running this afternoon service today in Moonton. And he's, if, if one thing Lawrence can do, he's a, he can drink the Holy Ghost. He's, you know, very, very good at, at just drinking. He just, just knows the Lord and he drinks. But something's happening, and we we're talking this afternoon, that not only is it the river of life, but it's also the river of fire. And it says, God, I, I, and God was like a flaming one, and his, and his throne is a flame. And the wheels are on fire, and coming before him is, an, is, a, is a fiery river. So, so we, we start to see this, 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 this incredible description of the multiverse, incredible description of heavenly places. It's all through Scripture. It's all through Scripture. So God says, He draws in the secret place of the Most High. Can we go, where, was, where did we last leave off? <coughs> a thousand may fall. Uh, oh, let's go to the a thousand one. A thousand may, may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Uh, only with your eyes you shall look and see the reward of the wicked. Yep. Is that all there is? Okay, that's fine. So, now, at the end of this, at the end of this, because I wanted to make, because I'm changing it up this afternoon, it says at the end of Psalm 91, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. See, we're talking about warfare. We're talking about this crazy encounter I had. It's good to know, but in the context of heavenly realities, it's sort of a big who cares. If you don't tap into heavenly dimensions, it's, it'll be overwhelming. But when you're in heavenly dimensions, it ain't. Now, warfare looks different. Warfare looks like love. The whole book, there's nothing you can do for God to impress him. I just, let's just get that out of the way. Sort of like, you know, it's like, you know, you're a, you're a, you're a Michelin star chef. And you run restaurants around the world and you can just, with almost no ingredients, you can just whip something up. And then your child goes in the backyard and they make mud. Mixed with some interesting other things. And they bring it to you and goes, look what I made for you, mum. And you go, oh, thank you. Doesn't mean you're impressed. And it's the same with us and the Lord. But the motivation of that love is what moves the parent. There's something about, we don't understand about warfare. There's a warfare over your affection. It's not, it's not, see, it actually says in the end of Galatians, it says faith is energized by love. And I've been guilty of, or I've been part of sort of trying to crank up my faith. It's, 
It's weird, it's mechanical, and it's embarrassing. Because there's, there's something about faith is energized by love. Can we put back the, because he set his love upon me. This is what happens. Because he set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he has known my name. Is there more after that? He should call upon me and I'll answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. So this is, this is actually what it is. That with long life, I'll satisfy him and show him my salvation. So this is what warfare looks like. And so once you're walking in that place of love with the Lord and heavenly dimensions, it's not warfare. It's a whole other deal. This is why the battle is our focus and our affection. And, and I'll tell you what, please believe this, this scripture. Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. I mean, God lives in you. So these warnings are to be seen within the context of Christ has completely obliterated the enemy, and yet we need to take it under advisement and, and see it as such. I would say a word like this morning should inspire us to consecrate our lives on a deeper level. Okay? You know, look, you can go out and buy bags of flour and bury them in the ground. All of that. So I, I, I get it. But what happens, anything on that earthly level, you, 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 are, you live from those heavenly realms. I, I was like, this conversation during the week, this person who would travel with Joshua Mills, just talking about showing pictures of gemstones. Gemstones that you take to the gemologist for, to rate, and they can't rate them because the, the cut and the clarity is pure and perfect. They go, they don't, what is this? She was saying that um, uh, it gets it analyzed by this machine and either goes green or red. And these, these gemstones that God was giving, I mean, we, that are priceless. But putting them underneath to get analyzed and no lights are going off. And they're going, what is this? This is, the, this is where you're seated. You're crazy rich. But the war's over your affection. And God needs the prophetic voice to speak out. So what he shows here can be spoken out here. You don't have to overthink it or reinvent the wheel. This is what's really exciting. Um, if, uh, now... We'll finish with a real simple scripture in a second, and then I'm going to pray for people. Um, Shabba. Yeah, one of the most profound books is First John. It really, really is. And it's very Hebraic, uh, and it talks about, it really focuses on the love of God. And, you know, if, 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 if we pray anything according to the will of God, he hears us. And we know if he hears us, we have those things we ask of him. Real simple stuff, you know, to, uh, you know, it's not very hard to, to, I don't want to go back to the 101s, but you, healing, whatever God's promised you, blessing, etc. But then it says, and this is, this is the victory uh, who overcomes the world, even our faith. It, like it's a profound book. But right at the end, uh, if you could put the first John scripture up, please. Right at the end of this book about a loving relationship with the Lord, it says, little children, keep yourself from idols. Idols will keep you out of the consciousness of heavenly places. Be aware of where your affection lays. Jesus says, where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. They're, they're connected. So if you are sowing into the Lord and you start by having encounters with the Spirit of God, you will start to manifest the benefits of living from that place. And 
as Anna Mendez said, I don't know if she told me directly or told us or on the book. I can't. She said, the, the rest of God is like a rolling, continuous movement. It's not static. I'm, in, I'm, I'm resting in the Lord. It's, it's always moving, but it's, 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 it's a rolling, restful movement. And that's where you win the battle. It's, please don't think it's a real massive arm wrestle between light and darkness. It isn't. The war is our affection and our focus. The warning that I got today was, it, was, it, was, it surprised me. I wasn't expecting it. I'd rather not give words like that, but you know, here we are. Um, because God wants to communicate, but I think he's calling us to a deeper place of consecration. And that already you are seated with the Lord. You're seated with him. The only thing is the flesh over the heart. That's it. So I would encourage people, if you feel led, start a season of fasting. could look like a bunch of things. You know, uh, 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 really double down on your time of worship, whether it's here or at home. Because a consecration is setting yourself apart from things that distract you and into this place. Because I just think that... When I had that encounter with Noah in 2019, Noah means a global event, and we know what happened in 2020. So, so God's giving us the heads up. Now, what's crazy is due in 2020 is that we just, like, it, it turned so many churches upside down. Turned the world upside down. And for us, it was like we were in a hummer. What was that? That was a pandemic. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. <laughs> we went to another level. Went to another level. More platform, more people. Like we went to another level. This is what's so cool about this. And so, so the Spirit of God, we, we, in, in the spirit of love and the spirit of prophecy, is saying, kids, listen consecration I've got way better things to show you and empower you and just like that basketball I mean I felt like a doofus you know, I've, got to, I've got to move I'm going to show you I'm looking up at these guys like this and, and I, you know it was okay but the Lord's, Lord wants us to actually start to step out more especially those who get things in the spirit this is not a everyone come down the front and I pray for them type of a deal this is actually can we put the pads on please now, this is never going to be easy because I'm going to take up the offering after we've done prayer for people. So just, you know, if you, if you get prayed for and you pass out, just don't be upset if you're someone going through your pockets and put your offering in, all right? Just be aware there's a possibility, okay? <laughs> so um, I shared this morning. God's good pleasure. So do not fear, little flock. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. How precious is your love and kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They're abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house and you give them drink from the rivers, from the river of your pleasures. So this is a good time. This is a very, very good time. I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit just to manifest. Then I'm going to just invite, invite people up to pray. Uh, yeah, I don't need oil. The Lord's here, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, thank you. Just close your eyes for a second. Thank you, Lord. Run, forest, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Wow. 
Spirit of God, I thank you that you're calling this to be a prophetic house. Spirit of God, I thank you for the breath of God. Lord, we thank you for when you show us something up there, where to speak it down here. I thank you for that that desire. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I break every spirit of timidity and fear of man in the name of Jesus. I bind it with chains, get out of the building, get out of the building in the name of Jesus, fear of man and spirit of intimidation, timidity. And Lord, I thank you for a spirit of boldness just to deliver the word and let God perform his word. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for an increase in prophetic encounters that bring counsel, instruction, understanding, wisdom. And Lord, I just thank you right now that, that, that we're coming in as a, as a church to a whole new level of awareness of where we're already seated in the realms of the Spirit. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, just start to move on people's hearts right now. Start to move on people's hearts. And I thank you right now that there's not a sense of crowdedness or clutter. But I thank you that we do everything in front of an audience of one unto an audience of one. I thank you for an explosion of prophetic encounters that can be administrated. And I thank you that those who receive the prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. Thank you, Lord. The prophetic Lord isn't about predicting the future. It is about knowing Christ. Thank you, Jesus, that your testimony is the spirit of prophecy. So we thank you, Lord. Now, this is, now I'm just going to pray a bit longer. I can really feel something being stirred up on a prophetic level. Holy Spirit, I thank you. I thank you that you're so keen for your kids to not just play in that basketball practice, but to actually play in the game, to actually set up goals, to set up plays for people, to be a team player, to not be intimidated by the height of the opposition, to not be intimidated by other people's greater experience, to not focus on their own ability, but confidently execute what you've given, Lord. I thank you. I thank you that you're inviting us, Lord, just like, wow, Holy Ghost, it's really starting to fall. Lord, I thank you right now as a witness that you started to pour out your prophetic spirit on us as a church on a whole new level in 2020. I thank you the mapping, the visions, the dreams. Hallelujah. I thank you right now. I just speak by faith for them to go to a whole new level. And Lord, we will not say no to gold dust, oil and gemstones. We say yes to those things.